All right, here we go. Friday, March 1st. It's already here. Two months just came and went quickly here in 2024. It is good to have you. Thank you so much for coming on back to the Damon Bruce Show, a mofo Friday if there ever was one. So you've been warned. Uh, it is great to have you here. We are going to wait. Let me go ahead and uh, click right here. Boom. Put this in over here into the chat, and it is going to be a bit of a sports phone Friday today. So if you want to get in, you can get in right there. Uh, we will be taking some calls. We will be hopping into a little Club Plus a little bit later on. But we begin with the fact that here we are on Friday, and last Friday was News Dump Friday. Like last Friday was the day where we pretty much thought, all right, if we're going to know about the 49ers defensive coordinator, it's either going to happen kind of under the radar on a Friday where they try to slip it past us, and then we'll all be back complaining about it on Monday, or it'll happen next week. Well, here we are. It is next week, and we still do not have any answer as to who the 49ers defensive coordinator will be. So speculation abounds. You know, it still feels like Brandon Staley is going to be the name. It really does. Um, maybe that gets buried on the back of this Friday. Who knows? But um, Dave Merritt is a new name that has come into focus. Uh, the defensive back coach in Kansas City basically showed up, did an interview with the 49ers where they said, yeah, we weren't impressed by your offense. Um, Legereus Sneed, who's a corner for Kansas City, was basically told he can shop around for a trade if he's looking for. So maybe David Merritt would get you an inside track to Legereus Sneed. And there's a little speculation going on there. Nick Sorensen and Daniel Bullocks are the other in-house hires or uh, candidates that they've talked to about hiring. But it hasn't come from inside the house. It feels like if the call were coming from inside the house, we would have picked up the phone by now. So it's kind of a wait and keep waiting situation for the 49ers, which means if you want to drive yourself nuts thinking about that, you can go right ahead or you can drive yourself nuts by watching men run around in underpants in Indianapolis. Oh, it is combine season. If I have to watch another group of aren't we super cool NFL media members uh, at St. Elmo's Steakhouse, if I have to see another one of those videos, I think I'm going to snap. Um, I, I don't I don't need to watch anyone saying, oh, that is hot shrimp cocktail. We know. We, we all know. We know. Um, we are going to get into the 49ers draft here before we start taking any calls. So if you are on hold, stay nice, stay patient. We're going to get to you in just a second. Um, first of all, this 49ers draft, it, there are 11 selections that the 49ers have. They're picking at 31 overall, and Brandon Ayuk is clearly an issue like unto himself, right? Brandon Ayuk... Um, Trading him could get you somewhere into the middle of that first round if you find the right dance partner, and that makes things, you know, interesting. I don't want that draft pick. I would not want that draft, that that dance partner. I I, I want to see Brandon Ayuk in a 49ers uniform going forward. I just don't see how they get better without him. Um, when you start looking at this draft, though. And where it starts getting interesting, it's in this group of quarterbacks, and it feels like a few of these quarterbacks have kind of separated themselves from the others, and we have all sorts of, geez, I wonder, I wonder going on. Pardon me while I mute my phone over here. Um, you know, Caleb Williams seems to be the preordained number one overall to the Bears. 
after that, you got Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, uh, J.J. McCarthy, Bo Nix. These five different quarterbacks all have different levels of interest, shall we say. I've seen their names pop up else, you know, all over the place in the first round. I've seen a few of those names fall out of the first round, and there is going to be very much a beauty is in the eye of the beholder for some of these quarterbacks. So this draft gets really interesting with the Giants at six, because obviously you got Daniel Jones, who is your entrenched quarterback. Are they thinking it's time for a new quarterback? If the Giants are, one more of those names comes off the board. But then after that, after that, Tennessee's at seven, they've got Will Levis. The Falcons at eight are going to be out of the quarterback market if they do indeed go with Justin Fields. The Bears are not going to be in the quarterback market at nine. The Jets are not going to be in the quarterback market at 10. At 11, the Vikings, Cousins, maybe they could be looking quarterback. If a guy falls that they really like, then the Broncos could be looking quarterback or maybe not if they figure out a way to keep going forward with Russell Wilson. The Raiders going to be looking quarterback or fall guy or, you know, a guy that falls to them that they like, or maybe the guy that they liked is gone and they go in a different direction. Then you got the Saints with Derek Carr. The Colts took a quarterback in the first round last year. The Seahawks at 16, maybe. Bengals 17, not at all. Jaguars 18, not looking for a quarterback. The Rams at 19 aren't looking for a first-round quarterback. The Steelers aren't looking for a first-round quarterback at 20. At 21 and at 22 and at 23, we got Dolphins, Eagles, and Texans. None of them are in the quarterback market. 24, 25, Cowboys and Packers, not quarterback, not quarterback. If Tampa believes Baker Mayfield is the solution, maybe Another quarterback, you know, kind of falls down to where now somebody might get aggressive coming up to see what the 49ers want to do at 31. If they'd like to make a little deal here, maybe player, maybe pick, and this will prevent that quarterback that could have slipped into the second round from doing it if the 49ers are open for business there. So just looking at this draft, it is really interesting how it might unfold because we know we got some experienced coveted quarterbacks, but how they fall and if they fall could really end up benefiting the 49ers. I'm ready to go. I'm ready for a little draft. I hope you are too. By the way, I want to say thanks so much to my main man, my sponsor, Ike. I got an email from Ike today saying, hey, it's your birthday month. And it's not just an email he sent to me. He sends it to all his rewards members. It's your birthday month, which means you get a free sandwich. So there you go. Getting a free sandwich from my man, Ike, because it's my birthday month. I love that. Thank you so much, Ike. You, too, can get emails like this from Ike if you go ahead and you sign up for the Ike's Rewards app. Get yourself an Ike sandwich. You're going to be very, very happy that you did. Now, when it comes to the culinary arts, we certainly have one member of Plus, uh, and, and I hope to see her at Plus Mania. And here she is in my queue. It is Chef Amy herself. What's going on, Chef? We finally got to you on a sports phone Friday. How you doing? Oh, wow. I'm doing great. Thanks, Damon. How are you? Doing great. Thank you very much. Now, are we going to see you at Plus Mania this Sunday? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I like that an awful lot. Thank you so much for uh, for 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 all the support, for all the treats that you brought, the brittle. The, I mean, the, I think we had uh, Rice Krispie treats. Maybe that didn't come from no, you. that was Stacy. I think. No, Stacey, I think you're right, but uh, it'll be great to see you again. How you doing? I'm doing well. Busy, busy with work. Uh, you know, the family's busy. Um, so, uh, but I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm having fun. 
How about your boy Moses Moody? How about this? Andrew Wiggins can stay as far away from the team as he wants to for as long as he needs. Give me more Moody, give me more Moody minutes. Like this guy just plays so hard all the time. Everything that I don't like about Andrew Wiggins, I like about Moody. Absolutely. He's not afraid to throw down. Um, one of the things I was thinking, even though he's not on the bench, I was thinking of a name for our bench guys because they seem to be more aggro these days than our starters. <laughs> I was going to call him the benchman, you know, like a henchman. Yes, a henchman, the benchman. I, 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 fine. I mean, we've done all the mobs, the bench mobs, all that stuff. So that's done enough. Yeah. But, uh, Amy, all I can tell you is that I thank you. For, oh, no, we lost Amy. She came back. Uh, I thank you so much for your support. Again, if I were ever a lesbian chef, I would be you. I think if you were a straight sports talk host, you would be me. Oh, no, she's gone again. Chef A. That's how we greeted you. Chef A, we love you so much. I tell you what, we're going to have another little live social experiment happen right here on the air. My wife made me a little breakfast this morning. I got to hit the bathroom. I'll be right back. Everyone, take care of yourself. I'll be right back. Again, these these bathroom break shows are are such a hit. I mean, give the people what they want. <laughs> oh, by the way, oh look, she's back. It's Chef Amy. The Chef Amy. Here's what I love about it: I disappear, and more people start watching while I'm gone than actually watching. <laughs> here. How about that? So uh, good to have you back. Good to be back. Thanks. Um, back to the Warriors, real briefly. Um, yeah, I, I I love the way they're playing now. Um, I love Moody. Um, I am upset with Wiggins because I think it's punk. Not even they're in the entertainment business. Fuck all this like work stuff. I mean, you know, work, you know, you don't have bullshit. No, they have to say a sentence like I'm my father's ill or I'm not feeling well or, you know, something because like, look at Celine Dion, you know, everybody's like, oh, my God, she's so skinny. What's going on? And you know, finally, the publicist let it out, you know, and you need to know. Uh, well, here's the thing. You know, I I sat by my father's bedside as he passed away. Me too. That's more important than any day of work you're ever going to have in your life. And you need to go and you do those things. Andrew Wiggins disappeared for about two months last year, comes back. We don't know if anything got better, anything went wrong. We don't even know why. And now here he is again, and Steve Kerr is talking about it like, you know, we really think he's going to be back by the end of the year. Well, the end of the year is in a couple months. I mean, if what family issue can you not tie up in like a week or two besides like, you know, an overseas adoption like that takes a long time. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know what is going on, why this is. Um, look, we, we all in our lives should be granted such large and wide berths to walk all of our problems through. But there isn't a single real working hard person in America who gets this kind of treatment. So, I mean, like, good if you can get it. But at the same time, you know, don't. Don't yell at me for not being able to relate to it because this is a fantasy world that Andrew Wiggins gets to live and make millions of dollars in compared to the world that would have laid people like you and me off for needing so much personal time and personal space. Oh, no. You're, you, did you mute yourself, Amy? Oh, no. There you, there you go. We got you. Okay. Um so, um, yes, I'm very over it. But what I'm not over is the other guys, all the, you know, the Trace Jackson Davises, um, uh, you know, of course, Pods. You know, they're all so fun to watch. This team is fun. 
and I was happy to see their aggression. And I also actually thought that uh, Kaminga got away with a charge. Um, you know, he when he knocked over Brunson last night. I mean, he just like threw an elbow and knocked into him, and and he wasn't in the restricted area. So anyway, it's like yay for us! Yeah, we finally got. A hey, call. take all the calls you can get along the way. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, yeah. There's just uh, there's a way that the Warriors pieces fit together that is definitely better now than it was just like three weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so, Chris Paul, you know, you know. Yeah, Dre. and I think. Clay accepting or, you know, realizing his own career mortality is some of his best performances have come off the bench. And I honestly think that Kaminga might have played the best game of his career last night. He was all over the place. Pajemski, by the way, is doubtful for tonight in Toronto because he knocked his knees and you saw him come up a little ginger in that game. But hopefully... You know, he's okay going forward. Look, win a third game in a row on this road trip and then go to Boston with just, you know, house money. Yeah, just have fun. Yeah, you're probably not going to beat Boston on your best day unless they have their worst day at the same time. So if you can come back from a four-game road trip at 3-1, and I'm not going to be complaining about that. And look, everyone can watch Warriors and Celtics and then come on out to Plus Mania 3 and we'll either celebrate or we'll drown our sorrows. Exactly. Hey, listen, do you have another, like a minute more for me? Sure, sure. Um, so I came across this article. It's about wine and 49ers. Comparing, okay. comparing different wines. I saw this. Yes, I, saw I, this, I sent yes. that to you. And so anyway, I just wanted to say, since you were talking about the Niners, so all of you out there who know anything about wine or even don't, bear with me. Okay, thank you. Um, the Chronicles wine editor came up with this, and kudos to her. So she says Brock Purdy is like a, a Beaujolais in that um, the Beaujolais was once irrelevant, and it was more important to get a Burgundy, which is the you know the neighbor of there, right? And um, it was, but it's earned respect in its own right these right. days. It was the Sonoma to the to, to Marin's Napa for there a while, you go. right? There you go. <laughs> And so, but it's, it's known for a light bodied red, you know, Beaujolais um, from the Gamay. So it's often compared to Burgundy, but like Purdy, it's still affordable. <laughs> so get a Beaujolais, get a Purdy. They're affordable and they're good. Um, then she says, George Kittle is like orange wine and orange wine is wild and funky um, and a distinctive style. And this could be same, you know, he like, you know, his his uh, Zenny ads would seems to be everywhere in the Bay Area these days. So yes. you know, orange wine, you can't get orange that. wine is very much. It feels like, you know, strawberry wine, orange wine that comes from the Midwest where they don't really know what even good wine is yet. So they're like, oh, make it sweeter and we'll like it more. So, yeah, well, it's, 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 it's about skin contact. We'll talk about that when I see you and we get a hug and we get some skin contact. We'll talk about all right. skin contact. All right. All right. And then he says. <laughs> McCaffrey, I just got two more. Um, uh, McCaffrey's like a Barolo because it's the unex, uh, it's the finest of the fine, um, and he is the undisputed finest in the NFL. Um, there are routinely the highest scoring wines. Um, they get a perfect hundred uh, percent rating, and um, just like uh, just like McCaffrey gets really good. Good ratings. Right? Offensive player of the year. Right. <laughs> More touchdowns than uh, than uh, Jerry Rice. And then they say, uh, she says, the Debo Samuel is like champagne. Um, it's, uh, it, it, besides the injuries, um, he got the 12 touchdowns during regular season. He's like a great champagne. You don't know, you, have, you don't have it with every meal, 
But when it's there, it always steals the show. (laughs) (laughs) It's again, I remember it coming out in the season. I thought very clever and it's going to go over this, this, this column will go over well in the food forward Bay area. And, and it, and it did, it was, it was a good column. I like where a good column comes from. I don't care. I don't care where a good column comes from, from the sommelier, from the soda aisle. I don't, I don't don't care as long as it's good. Amy, it's great to see. Oh no, she just disappeared again. Anyway. Uh, sorry for the interruption, but no, I'm going to bounce, but thank you so much. And I'll see you all on Sunday. There she is, Chef Amy. You're the best. You really are. Again, we got uh, uh, a chance for you to just scroll through the chat. If you want to get in today for a little sports phone Friday, I will clip and paste one more time for you right here. They boom. There it is. So hopefully that gets you in if you need to get in. Oh, you're taking me back to my grandma right here, Randy Elite Daytona, the anti Spumanti, the Austi Spumanti. My grandmother loved the Austi Spumanti and Sanka. <laughs> oh, it's so great. That's great. Um, look, so the Warriors. They come away with a win in Madison Square Garden. That was a a, a fantastic night of basketball for them. 31 for Curry. Kaminga had 25. The two of them carried the team to the win column. Uh, Again, taking the first two steps of this four-game road trip has been fantastic. Now, can you get Toronto? Toronto is tonight. Doesn't look like Pajemski is going to be playing. Um, It is a rough turnaround, though even rougher than most turnarounds uh, in the NBA because this is a turnaround where they didn't even get into Toronto until 6 in the morning. They had mechanical issues. Slater said that the Warriors planted mechanical issues in New York City. The plane landed in Toronto at 6 a.m. They get to their hotel room at 7 a.m., and they play tonight. So hopefully no one is you know too sluggish. Um, again, we're not going to need to worry about Andrew Wiggins kind of just going through the motions like – Again, when his family emergency is over, I hope he goes next door and he helps the neighbors too. Like, I want Moses Moody out there doing all the things that Andrew Wiggins doesn't seem to do, like play with emotion and play with passion and urgency and goal and energy. And, you know, uh, to me, Moses Moody gets like an A-plus in these categories. What a pro this guy is. I mean, no dauber down, no complaining, no trade demands, no whining, no nothing. Just, coach, I'm ready when you need me. He goes from DNPs to now you're starting. And, dude, he was playing really good on-ball defense against Jalen Brunson. There was some really good on-ball defense by a lot of Warriors. Keep that up. Now, the Knicks were a little shorthanded, but we're not grading on a curve here. Just win. There's, you know, when there are 29 games remaining since the All-Star break, you got to take home about 20 of them. So no style points will be scored against any win. Just go out and win. Are the Warriors a little bit of an illusion? Like, we'll find out. I saw this from, uh, um, uh, I, I saw this, I think it was from StatMuse. The Warriors are now 3-10 and 10 with a team with a 60% winning percentage or better at the time of the matchup. The three wins under those scenarios came against the Pelicans in the first week of the season, so it almost doesn't even count. Uh, the Celtics at home without Porzingis and the Sixers, without Tyrese Maxey. So the good news is in the NBA, there's somebody missing from just about every game, thanks to load management or a bunch of other reasons. So 
Keep it going, Warriors. One more thing before we get back to some calls here. I see more people are on hold. I, I want to talk just a little bit about last night in the postgame, Draymond Green called out Bonte. And let me tell you, my man Bonte clobbered Draymond Green with professionalism. I don't know if I wouldn't have had that in me. You know, basically, Bonte is setting up like a real underhanded softball. You're just getting on the headset. How is it winning tonight in New York type of question? And Draymond is like, oh, Bonte, you want to talk to me? Based on how you talked about me during my suspension, I didn't think you wanted to. Like a real just kind of jackass way to begin a postgame conversation. And I know what I would have said. And this is why I'm not on the broadcast. Because, you know, I'm, here's the thing. I'm not letting a player step up to me like that, trying to embarrass me in public. Professionalism or not, I'm just going to say right back to him, well, you know, when you were suspended, Draymond, for conduct unbecoming a professional athlete, and you embarrassed this organization once again with your bullying tactics, it was so bad you had to go to therapy. Did that therapy take in or are you back to bullying your, back to your bullying ways like you seem to be right now? You're trying to bully me. Like you're not, a, you, you told the NBA, you promised Adam Silver, you wouldn't bully anybody on the court anymore. So now you're going to try to bully somebody in a post-game interview? Like Draymond, you're a really, really good basketball player, but go fuck yourself. Like, I think I would have said that, which is why I don't get jobs like that. <laughs> but anyways, hats off to my man, Bonte, who just remained professional and smiling and he got the job done that needed to get done. Very, very happy with that. We get back to the calls. Here we go. We got Niner Gang. Look at this. What's going on? How are you, man? Oh, Damon, how are we doing today, bud? Doing great. Thank you so much. What do you got? Oh, nothing, man. I just wanted to call in and harass you a little bit, you know? Uh-oh. What did I do now? Not much. I don't know. I'm trying <laughs> to figure something out if I think about it long enough, you know? <laughs> enjoy, enjoy the little morning break, you know, get to be involved a part of your morning bowel movements, etc. You know, it's always you awesome. Know, I, that, that one, that one came on quickly there. Uh, the breakfast burrito just, it, it, it crept up. We don't need any more details. Right. It happens, man. It happens. Anyways, man, uh, in all honesty, no, I just wanted to say hi. Um, haven't, uh, haven't really been keeping up on the draft, man. I had to decompress from the season, it. you know, it was a long, it's been a long free seasons, man, two, three seasons, you know, and, had to do a decompress a little bit, and I'm slowly winding back up into it, catching up with you guys, you know. I understand it. Like, you need some break. I and mean, think about that, too. Like, and this is something that I've talked about. You need that break. I need that break. An awful lot of viewers of my channel needed that break. Since, since the Super Bowl ended, viewership has just gone like this on the channel. But not just mine, like all sports channels. All Everyone kind of needs a step back. Imagine if you're Kyle Shanahan. How much do you need a thatched hut, Tahiti, you know, stilts in the ocean level breakaway vacation, white sandy beaches, coral blue oceans? Like, I really hope Kyle finds a chance to get that in. He needs some decompression. I, I figured he would take his, you know, everybody makes fun of him, you know, for his little Cabo trips he takes and stuff. But I was surprised not to see him out there hanging out with the fellas, you know, and some of those pictures that came out across social media or whatnot. But I think like, he's smart enough to know that you don't want to see a smiling Kyle Shanahan on a beach picture after losing another Super Bowl. He's, you know, he's, he, he knows how to play the game. I think a little bit better now than he used to, but he certainly deserves 
his time away, and he doesn't deserve to be called trash by angry 49er fans. If Kyle Shanahan is trash, what are the other, you know, 29, 30 other coaches who didn't make the Super Bowl or can't make the Super Bowl or have never even been in position to lose or win a Super Bowl? What are those coaches if Kyle's bad at this? There's something got awful. My problem with Kyle, I think he's a great coach, man. I think he's a great OC, but I don't think he can be great doing them both at the same time, unfortunately. Well, and I feel like history has shown us that. And I'm not saying he needs to have a full-blown OC come in and just take the reins and he steps back because I know that's not his nature. That's not what's going to happen. But just something along the lines, kind of similar to how Andy Reid has that guy there. Yeah, he's got a title for OC. Andy still calls the plays. We've seen in all the little videos. Andy right. still sits down, puts the game plan together. I, I've said this with Larry Kruger. He needs a run-the-ball coach. Just someone to lean over to him just go, hey, Kyle, just run the ball. Don't cut, Enough clever. Just run the ball. You got Christian McCaffrey. Legitimate somebody that will tell him, Kyle, you're fucking great. Excuse my language. But, buddy, run the damn ball. It's you it. have the best running back in the NFL. Run him. And the if run he gets hurt, coach. the run he gets hurt, coach. you got Elijah Mitchell. He gets hurt, you got Jordan Mason. He gets hurt, you got Debo. Plenty of horses in the stable, man. I think think if he can get that guy that will just be like, hey, buddy, hey, run the ball, you know? That's it. It would be amazing for him. But like, I don't think anybody I, see, I, I don't think anybody stands up to Kyle, man. It's like I can see Kyle's gears grinding. Don't grind the gears, Kyle. Just run the ball. Just stop trying to be so clever. Stop trying to think about so much. Trip sign. Stop trying to set up seven plays from now. Just run this play right mm-hmm. here, right now. I think it would do him some good. I uh I will say this though. You ask players about Kyle Shanahan. They don't feel that he's too overbearing. They don't feel that he is in over his head. You know, the 49ers got really good scores in the latest NFLPA report card about how you're treated, how you're coached, um, the type of support you get from ownership. And and the, the Niners got flying colors there. The one place that they didn't get flying colors was training table. And if I'm Kyle... I'm paying attention to that because injury problems have been a problem for the 49ers. And if the players are saying this isn't quite up to snuff, listen to your players. Get better in that regard. We got people stacked up here behind you, Niner gang, but great to see you, man. Thank you so much for all the watching and the support. Really appreciate it. Have a great day, Damon. It's Friday, buddy. There he is. Have a good weekend, man. Hopefully you make it out to Plus Mania. I know you're down in Fresno. It's a little bit of a longer drive for you than than some others, but Plus Mania is happening at the Halfway Club, baby, on Geneva, 4 o'clock on Sunday. I'm looking forward to it. I get to meet people who have been here supporting us, getting to know each other in the chat, and one of those people is Red what i'm talking about what is up with you you are the truth sir Thank well you. you're making me blush thank you first of all i know you i know you what? took the show i know you took the show to the salon this week and your hair looks great yes thank you sir oh my god so good to meet with what's important the hair is so looking great. good to meet you it is great to meet you too now is shell for shelly shell Michelle. Michelle, yes. Okay. Like Michelle Haberman. Right. We, we share the same name. You know, we're simpatico. That's how that's how we roll in the tribe. Very that's how much, we do it, David. I like that an yeah. awful lot. So um, yes. I got to tell you, I love that you've come up with a little nickname for the group 
in the chat. A tribe called Plus represent. Isn't it the represent, best? Represent, right, right, represent. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Let's talk. <laughs> I love it. So I, 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 I love the jacket choice. I got my wife one too. This, the, the exact right. uh, Jillian's got the same jacket, and uh, she does Right. She doesn't hey. do appearances in front of candlesticks, so maybe, Aww. maybe you and I were meant to be together. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm saying, you know, you know, Jillian, I love you. You're a beautiful woman, but you know, we just have to understand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like some people just, you know what I mean? Like I'm not trying to like just take your man and everything, but you know, that's just, you know, it's it, it is what it is in the blues, right? That's how we roll. You know what I'm saying? Who, <laughs> love who you, made you, I love you right now? Who made you the fan that you are? How to get into your veins? Oh man, listen. Keeping it real, just understanding. You know, this is this is the Bay Area. This is how we roll. We we fight together. We love together. We disagree together. We get down in the chats together. YouTube is kind of like it's not new anymore, but it started in the what, like oh five, oh six, something like that. And as far as I'm concerned, up, YouTube didn't right? exist until I joined it. Now it's official. It, it, there, it, you know what I'm saying? I, I, <laughs> it, it started when you got here. Period. Right. I'm not. We're not gonna talk about all these other people that think they know football like you do. We're not gonna talk about that. No, mm -mm. we don't do that in the blues. Right, you're, you're this the is best. your show. No, this is your show. This is your no, show. No, no, I, I don't. I, we see you and I are in the same age group. So really quick, because I know you have some other people. You and I are in the same age group where we wipe our feet on the rug before we wipe and walk into somebody's house. You know what I'm saying? And Raised right. All these, all these. Exactly. You know what I mean? We just have to understand that this is gone. <laughs> Let it go. I will always love Candlestick. I had some great memories. The Saints game, 2012, was my best time there. Um, I've had some experiences at Levi's. I, you know, I wish I was at the Lions game, but that's neither here nor there. Sure. Um, right. They just need to figure it out. Like we don't know who our DC is. We, you know, we're, we're we're here, and when you're here, we lose games. We need to get it into the. We're not new to winning. We're true to losing. That's a sad reality. Mm. What can I do? I can't change it. I'm just a fan. Yeah, no, I like that. Look at it this way. I I literally, I sit around trying to think of new ways to say the same thing time after time after time again. Right. You just came up with a new way to say the same thing, and you're right. You are totally right. Now, I, I, I know. Sad did I hear that you were busy? You can't make it to Plus Mania 3 this Sunday? I can't. I wish I could Sunday. But, hey, you know, I don't drink. I don't smoke. But, you all, y'all do one for me. Y'all y'all, y'all hang one back for me and represent for me and represent for this for our first home, our forever home. I know it was Keysar, but How about this, this is our forever home, period. Blues Mania 4 will serve soda and candy just for you. Say less. Cotton candy? Can, can you throw in some churros, some popcorn? Oh, Say absolutely. Less. Absolutely. Let's go. We can, go, we can go savory candy, like a Starburst or a Skittles. We can go sweet candy. Whatever you need, whatever you need, Red Jet. You are on team, Damon, whatever you need. Damon, I'm just going to say this. Bring the fucking sugar, okay? We don't do gluten-free in the plus. Are you serious? It is 2024, not 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 gluten-free 2024. Come on now. We don't play them games. Stop. We add gluten. <laughs> extra gluten. I like to order my all my bread with extra gluten. Uh -oh. Thank you, Red Jet. Good you night. are the best. There you too. Bye. Red Jet Shell making her debut on the video chat. She came into the Plus about four or five months ago, and she hasn't missed a show since. She's unbelievable. Get yourself an audience member like Red Jet Shell. This woman does promotion for me. 
She is fantastic. Speaking of a little promotion, my man Drew is always doing. Oh, what do we? What we? We got a we got a doge on the couch. Oh, look at that, Arati. Yeah, that's Ben. Oh, I like Ben already. I really yeah. do. I can tell he's a good boy. Oh no, he is. He uh, he's a big fan of the Plus also. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much. We, you know, on, only the finest caliber canine pedigrees are attracted to the Plus, so we thank him. Yeah, you'll have to bear with me. I don't have a, haven't figured out. I'm, this is my first call for you, obviously, but I got to get the background. I'm a little envious no, of our you know, friend Red Jet there. I have absolutely no um, special effects ability myself. If I were making a call into your show, it would be coming from my couch as well. So your your very normal background is welcome here as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I had to actually go on and find my. Uh, camera app on my macbook i didn't even have it set up so drew like, where are you where are you calling from denver nice oh that's bro yeah. denver of course see now yeah. you know you start putting faces and names to people that you know that's great did you have you gotten an ikes out there yet yet yeah we got an ikes i'm actually heading out there i'm taking ben for a walk we're gonna I'm a, wife's coming home we're gonna go out and hit ikes now they don't have a damon bruce on the menu out here you know it might not be on the menu but if you order it it's probably there Okay. If you go well, up and you uh, order it anyways, it's probably there. It might not be on the kiosk menu, which, you know, in Denver makes sense. Nobody in Denver yeah. really knows who I am. Well, may maybe now that, you know, it's on YouTube and we're global, baby, maybe it'll be yeah, just a matter right. of time before everyone knows. But um, go, yeah, tr try to give it an order. I think it'll work. No, no, we will. I'll uh, I'll give it a go. You know, I had the Jamie Syrowich last time. It's pretty good. And Solid. I think my wife had a Matt Cain. So. Solid. Good choices. Yeah. Good choices. Does Ben get a sandwich or does he just get the trimmings or whatever happens to fall? He'll he probably get something off of it, a little piece of meat or something. There you gotta you watch go. what you feed dogs. But totally. Yeah. Well, um, myself, you already saw it by the bathroom break today. So um <laughs> Drew, great to see you though, man. Thank you very much. Any sports things you got on your mind that you gotta get off your chest before you step into your weekend? Absolutely. I mean, I got the uh combine warming up right now, and I'm just uh I'm all about Chop Robinson if the he, if the Niners can get him, you know. I that think Penn State. Yeah, well, yeah. they need a they need a legit edge opposite of Bosa, you know. And uh, the other thing I'm thinking is they really need to build the O line. The way they put all this effort into the D line and it pretty much went flat. The O line, you know, I think back to the Cowboys, you know, when they were rolling in the early '90s and you had two and A. And Stepnoski and Nate Newton and Larry Allen, you know, you got totally. Williams, you know, we can name all five of them. You know, that offensive line is why Emmett Smith got what he got career wise, you know, and that's something the D line can be up and down, but the O line comes every week, you know, and they really right. do need to stop nickel and diamond and trying to plug holes on the O line and like just get some hogs up front. And uh, they really, you know, because then you can run when you want to run, you know. Well, and look, you know, there's something that an old high school football coach used to preach to us. And I thought this is an old man yammering on. And he was right about everything he said. Football is about blocking and tackling. That's it. Everything yeah. else just sells tickets. But this is a sport about blocking and tackling. So you get your blockers, you get your tacklers to take on those blockers. You can have success if you're winning on the line of scrimmage. Don't believe me? 
Ask the Detroit Lions. How do you think they got to the NFC title game? Absolutely. Absolutely. On the line of scrimmage. I mean, Panay Sewell, that guy was drafted to be a left tackle, but they filled it with Decker, and he's become an elite right tackle. But when Decker moves on, he'll be an elite left tackle. And they really do need to stop, you know, just doing what they're doing as far as just like grabbing free agents or they really need to build. And this is a deep tackle draft, you know, and there's going to be some talent slipping into the second round. I'd like to see him utilize. There's not going to be 11 rookies making this team. So right. you don't need all those picks. They need to start moving around, moving up, you know, even if it meant moving back in some rounds to accumulate more picks, but they need to get depth on that offensive line. I mean, Brendel, I'd love to see him to get the center from Oregon. That kid's powerful and mobile. It's something Jackson. He's really good. It's like power. Uh, His name is like Power Jackson. Jackson. Power, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it'd be nice to like – because, I mean, Brendel does all right, but he gets driven back a lot, you know. And having the guard freestyle and having Burford freestyle on the most crucial play of the game. That was not good. Best defensive lineman on their team, right lined up over him. That killed us. Totally. I mean, I mean, that, that moment, you've got to be in the moment and be like, I got this dude who's a killer across from me. I'm not just going to freestyle and hope the tackle slides over. And you can't, again, yeah, you can't yeah. give up interior rush to yeah. an all pro. So, uh, yeah, that, that moment hurt. And it just takes one moment to hurt in a game that is as close as that one was. And, yeah. And it, now. It, and now here we are. I'll give yeah. each other a group hug a month later. They blew that one, man. And uh, it killed me. <laughs> and, you know, those uh, Super Bowl losses are so hard to get to. And just having that happen just uh, just gut, you know, it guts you. It so, does. It absolutely yeah. does. Drew, take care of yourself, man. Thanks for checking in from Denver. You one bet. of my favorite cities. And uh, it was great to have you on. Thanks so right much. Right on. Man. Thanks, team. Hey, congratulations on all the success. I wish I could go to Palouse Mania. If I still lived in the Bay, I would. But uh, I'll tip one for you in honor Sunday. And, Thanks, uh, brother. Crocker Amazon. I hit one on the hill there when I was a kid. Nice. Oh, like, a big bomb. Big yeah, I used, to, I used to play Little League out there in Crocker uh, Park, and I played for St. Anne's out there in the city. And, uh, no, that's a great neighborhood. And like you said, that's locals. That is. That is locals only out there. Yeah. And you know, if you, it, Most people who live in San Francisco moved here from somewhere else and will never even go to that part of the town. This is for, like, born-here locals only. If I, yeah. I wouldn't be out here, but for my wife – who was born here. So, I mean, it's, oh, nice. it's, it's absolutely uh, a great neighborhood, underrated neighborhood. And let's keep all the tech bros out of it. Like it's, that's why it's such a great neighborhood. Uh, there's still some old school people there. that will scare those tech bros. They'll never, totally. they'll totally. never. That, it yeah, used to be probably rough. I'm sure it's gentrified over the years. It's a, it's, but, it's a little bit better now, but you got to come down the side of mission where it's no longer like, Hey, let's get a taco that we read about on the internet. No, you're in the mission. Good fucking yeah. luck to you. <laughs> yeah. No, outer mission. Not uh, totally. Yeah. Drew, so right on, Damon. I'm real happy for you and your success. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Again, the success is only available because of the unbelievable support. I mean, what an audience I got. It's just been uh, it's been humbling, and we're coming up on like a year anniversary. Like next week or the week after is the day I got laid off, and then after that, it's the date of my first video that I put up, and then it's the day of the first you know, 
Plus shows that we started doing Monday through Friday. So it's it's been a, a hell of a year. It's been a very trying year. It's been a, a scary year. It's also been a very exciting year. And it's been a very rewarding year in so many different ways as well. And um, there's there's no doubt that I'm on the right track. And if I were just still plotting away on the radio as instantly gratifying as that might have been, especially from a bank account standpoint, but I also loved it too. But as gratifying as that was, it, it's just not sustainable. It isn't. We are watching media change by the day. There is a rapid turn away from what was to what is. And what is is going to be independent voices that you can access. And they're not attached to networks and teams and corporations the way that an awful lot of these pundits who you see, you know, they're taking a deal to be there. I think that the new real value in media comes from some independence because it feels like everything else is bought and paid for. Here's a man you cannot buy and pay for. He works independently, even though he works for the man himself, big government. He is the postman in Capitola. What's going on, postman? Oi, 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 D. Bruce. Oi, oi, oi. Right back at you, brother. I appreciate that. Hey, uh, I'm just checking in. Like I said, every six weeks, it's my long weekend. I got Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, so I'm checking in. Just to say I, hello. I, I appreciate it when you take your time on your day off Friday to spend a little bit with it with us. Thank you so very much. So tell me how the the postman schedule works. Is that what is that what it is? It's like you get six weeks in a row and then one week off. How does that work? No, no, no. So I think I mentioned last time it's a kind of a rotating schedule. So our work week starts on a Saturday and then we go. Uh, uh, so I have Sunday, Monday off, and I go Sunday, Tuesday the following week, Sunday, Wednesday, and then every six weeks, it's the Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We call it the long weekend. The long weekend. Who doesn't love a long weekend? Yeah. I already got some chores done today. I got a little laundry sitting over there that needs to be taken care of. But uh, the storm again has not yet hit Capitola. Um, it's a little bit of sunshine, actually, all right now. So well, I think, uh, uh, God, I saw that, that Tahoe is expecting like 12 inches. Uh, of snow in the next, like this weekend, it could be bad up there. And, uh, yeah, buckle up. I mean, Capitola got crushed, uh, like a a year ago, right? Yeah. All of those, all of those, uh, um, what, what, what's the name of the, the, the pastel houses, those adorable houses are, they're still there, right? They are still there. And they got hit a little bit this year too. Um, they're still working on the wharf. It's not reopened. They just actually condemned the the bait and tackle and the restaurant there, the wharf house restaurant. So the city is working on how they're going to tear those down and what they're going to rebuild maybe potentially there. But they are working on the wharf. <clears throat> I don't think it'll be open this summer yet. But, uh, yeah, the Esplanade, the whole um, – the Venetian Hotel, all, all those uh, – yeah, the pastel-colored uh, vacation rentals are all boarded up right now. So it's going to be interesting to see how they – get that turned around and ready for summer because this is a seasonal town from uh, Memorial day to labor day. We are, uh, we are crowded. Totally. Weekends. Now, are there any chances you might be able to make it up for a little plus mania three? Oh, uh, Bruce, that's kind of the reason why I'm chiming in right now today, because I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I w- because of the storm of the century coming this weekend, I was going to go to Placerville to visit my uncle 
And um, I kind of, hey, I actually, I can do that. No, just because of that. And um, so I'm on the fence. Uh, Four o'clock start time. I do appreciate you having it on a Sunday because that's always my day off. But um, uh, if I can make it, I'll be there. But right now I'm on the fence. Well, I'll tell you what. You go spend time with the family. It's a little something that we're going to talk about here before the end of today's show. Uh, family's important. That's what comes first. And you're a part of our family. You've already made very uh, uh, legendary check-ins at Plus Mania 2. And we got to see you. You showed up with stickers and treats for people. <laughs> so uh, if you got to sit this one out, we totally get it. You take care of that family, man. And hopefully we'll get to see you at, uh, at Plus Mania 4 someday down the road. Appreciate that. Um, shout out, speaking of Tahoe, my cousin uh, Brian lives up there in South Lake, And, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's going to have to deal with it this weekend. Um, one last thing before I go, I appreciate you having me on. I wanted to talk about the most disappointing uh, breaking news that happened yesterday that no one's talking about. And that person is Caitlin Clark. Okay. So Caitlin Clark declared for the WNBA draft. She's going to forgo what would have been her final season at Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's, uh, she's, she's off to the WNBA for a bigger challenge, maybe even a smaller paycheck along the way. No doubt about that. Challenge. Um, you know, all I can tell you is that she is going to be drafted number one overall in Indianapolis, and she will be the highest profile professional athlete in Indianapolis since Peyton Manning. She is going to be beloved in Indiana. Remember, they might have they might have invented basketball somewhere else, but they perfected it in Indiana. And of there is a love did. for basketball there that is exactly what her career needs to be attached to. And believe me, she won't be underpaid in Indiana. She's going to be doing, she'll probably make more money off the court than she does on it, but she's going to make a ton. So uh, cry no tears of poverty for, uh, for Miss Clark. She is going to be paid and paid well. The only reason I'm shedding a, a tear or two is that I thought that maybe she'd stay one more year. And then the Warriors women's franchise would be able to have a chance to draft her number one. I'm sure Joe Lacob. I'm sure Joe Lacob right? was hurt by this a little bit. He was thinking that's, about that too. That's what I'm talking about. That's why it's, it's the thing that's least talked about in Bay Area sports from yesterday, you know, breaking news that I thought she'd come here to the Bay Area and take over, you know, kind of take over Steph's reign when, when he retires and, and kind of be the queen of the Bay Area. But so that's why I'm a little disappointed in that breaking news. Well, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Life yes. is timing. And for once, Joe Lacob didn't get the timing that he needed. But I thank you, man. Postman, always, great to see you, buddy. Always great to talk to you, D. Bruce. There he is. Postman in Capitola. Oh, it's so great to be able to finally meet people. Not finally. I've met Postman before. But again, we saw Red Jet Shell for the first time. Look at Red Jet. She's like, that was epic. Finally met Damon, the man with the plan. No, 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 no. I'm so lucky to have you wanting to talk to me. Not the other way around. Thank you very much. Red Jet Shell, all of you, her calls. Uh, look at all the calls are going over. Smashing success. Uh, we got people requesting a dinner meetup with Chef A. Ooh, we, we, how can we put that together? Chef A and I sell tickets to come in and have a, a dinner with the Plusers. We've got to put something together. You know what, Chef? We'll talk about that this Sunday. 49er Ultimate Report. Uh, says, uh, can't call in today, but I will be at Plus Mania 3. Awesome, John. We'll see you there, man. 
Looking forward to that. Here we go. Damon Bruce is on the main menu at the Salt Lake City location. Here we go. There we go. I mean, I should be on the main menu everywhere because I am a very popular sandwich. I'm freaking delicious. We all know that we're all going to be safe because Mr. Safety himself, Smiley Dan, Sunday, Halfway Club on Geneva, Plus Mania 3, The Revenge, it is going down, baby. I'm looking forward to it. A couple of other things to get to here. Wait, I did see one. Let me see. I think it was my man AJ. I don't want to miss a super chat. Never want to miss the super chats because these are the people reaching out, supporting, touching, trying to help. By the way, hit like and subscribe. Memberships are available should you want to really support this channel. But a like and a subscribe is always perfect for supporting this channel. Uh, I am sponsoring Good for Ball, Bad for Ball this week, Damon. Thank you very much, AJ Cruz. And it's funny, we're about to get there, right? Little Good for Ball, Bad for Ball. Good for Ball are the guys at the last dive bar. And we'll get into that in just a second. Bad for Ball, how about this for a story? Now, I don't care enough about women's college softball to have clicked on this story, but I just, the headline alone was something else. Uh, a leadoff hitter who takes stealing a little bit too seriously uh, is on campus at Baylor. The leadoff hitter and starting center fielder for Baylor University's softball team was arrested this week on allegations. She stole more than $1,200 worth of cosmetics during 11 visits to a Waco store. You're not supposed to swipe that much, but that's, that's it, dude. You're like a root. You're a serial shoplifter. Like that should be a year in prison. Like if we have you stealing, if we've caught you eleven times, how many times have you not been caught? At some point, that's like grand theft makeup. So it's a lot of eyeliner. It's a lot of cover, cover up, or whatever. It's I don't know. Where's Jillian when I need her to start identifying makeups? Rouge, lipstick, eyeliner. After that, I'm done. Um, The good for ball. The good for ball that I would love to get to right here, right now, is what is going on with the guys at the Last Dive Bar and the Oakland 68s and these fan groups that put on the Fan Fest that the A's went out of their way to try to ruin. You know, can't get your beer, can't get your sponsors. The A's absolutely use their influence to put pressure on outside businesses. And sometimes that pressure's worked and sometimes it didn't. What bums John Fisher and Dave Cavill have truly revealed themselves to be at every single conceivable turn, right? The last dive bar wants to have a big parking lot protest on opening day. Word from the team is that they were going to throw everybody out of the parking lot as soon as the first pitch was thrown. In other words, your big outdoor protest isn't going to go very well because the team is going to make it miserable on you the minute this happens. Now, this got back to the guys at the last dive bar, and there's a reason why. 
We'll talk about how it got back to them in just a second. But the last dive bar, smarter than the A's, certainly smarter than Dave Cavill. I don't even know if that's bragging at this point. But the last dive bar basically goes public with it. John Shea of the San Francisco Chronicle starts picking up the phone and starts making phone calls and gets the hole from the team like, oh, no, the team is not going to do this, not going to do this. Meanwhile, the last dive bar is getting texts from people who are the supervisors of the parking lot saying, guys, they're going to try to shut you down. The last dive bar is doing more to keep Coliseum employees employed at the Coliseum than the A's are. So, of course, they've got eyes and ears everywhere. How about this? John Fisher, Dave Cavill, assume this. Everyone you work with is the mole. Everyone that you work with is going to tell on you when you try to do something wrong to the fans. Good for the last dive bar for being connected like this in that organization, in that parking lot. And seriously, as once again, as Dave Cavill and John Fisher are playing freaking checkers, you got fan groups playing chess, staying a move ahead of them and using the mighty inkwell that is the San Francisco Chronicle to get all the public attention to their cause that they need. John Shea's on this. I like that an awful lot. So there's our Michael Urban tribute, good for ball, bad for ball segment of the day. And again, remember, the last dive bar is trying to help people at the Coliseum keep their jobs. The A's might employ these people right now, but they're trying to take these jobs from you. So everyone is on team last dive bar. Apparently, no one really believes that Cavill or Fisher can get anything done. And that now includes Nevada. Uh, saw this today in the what Las Vegas Independent, whatever it is there, uh, whatever whatever the newspaper is there. Uh, backers of the plan to bring the Oakland A's to the Las Vegas Strip say they remain optimistic about the project, despite a series of events that has prompted some to cast doubt on the team's intentions. Look, this is if I could have Las Vegas's attention for a moment. Here's what I'd like to tell you. The intentions of John Fisher and Dave Cavill are irrelevant. We all know what their intentions are. They have their intentions. What they don't have is capability. Intentions are not your problem. It's the capability to get things done that is at the root of this franchise's problem. You have a total Nepo baby, untalented owner, and then I really do not think we could find anyone who's been worse at their job, a front-facing public job, over the last three, four years than Dave Cavill. Everything that Dave Cavill touches turns into an easily mockable public relations disaster. All of it. It's not like he just screws up some things. He screws up everything. So again, I don't care about intentions. Forget about intentions. This is an inability to solve problems, big or small. 
It is the capability to take something that should be a new horizon and a new frontier and turn that into your next problem before you even get there. That is what the A's have done. It's true. Woo. It's true. Violent sneezes. Excuse me. By the way, is that the latest sip of the day of all time? I don't know if we announced a sip of the day earlier. I can't even remember anymore. Maybe when I was running to the bathroom before that happened. I don't know. Um, all I can tell you is that there's nothing those douchebags cannot screw up. Nothing. It was just awesome talking to you guys today. Oh, what do we got here? I did not know this. Steph and Aisha are expecting their fourth child. That kid just hit on the parent lottery. Absolutely. He did. I, you know, I had absolutely no idea. Did that, did that just go public while we were on the air together here? Mazel tov. Congratulations. Congratulations. There's Chef A, by the way. Great idea, Damon. Let's come up with something. Eating is a habit I can't seem to break. Yeah, I tend to eat three times a day myself. And Smiley Dan, checking in with safety. Nick Nice, 21, doing the safety dance. Plustube. Barry, Barry, thank you very much. Yeah, I forget about YouTube. It's Plustube. <laughs> oh. Oh, what do I got here? Gina says she's watching today. Had to call out sick, low back pain, no camera. Oh, Gina, hope you feel better. Get better, Gina. How about this? Speaking of good for ball, we hung out with Uncle Boys last night. Did you see John? I love John, man. John, best of luck to everything you do going forward. Uh, we'll be giving you all kinds of love, whether you're officially sponsoring this channel or not, because you were out there as an early adapter, and we got nothing but love for you, Uncle Boys, forever. The love goes on forever. Look at Chef A doing the math, by the way. For the low, low price of just 17 cents a day, you too can be among the initiated. Isn't that great? That's all it is, 17 cents a day? God, I should I should seriously charge more. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, I miss being with you all on Sunday, so put this in the jar for me. Spill one for a brother. Barry, thank you very, very much, Barry. I appreciate it. Five bones going in the jar. Uh, Kim is like foundation. That's what you're talking about, the foundation. Yes. Criminal activity at Baylor. Color me shocked, right? Well, at least no one was killed this time. Hey, maybe the story is wrong, or as Rockin' New Year 84 says, uh, maybe it's Maybelline. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, folks, you are the best. I guess we're not doing a uh, uh, an official uns uns version of uh, Club Plus today because we're kind of doing it right here, right now. Uh, good question coming from Joe saying, Damon, are you and Larry doing shows together Monday, Wednesday, and Friday starting next week since we're in March now? Yes, we are. Wake Up will be coming to you three days a week 
Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays with yours truly and Larry Kruger at 8.30. That will not prevent us from getting together right here at 11 o'clock as well. Um, it's actually going to open up our 11 o'clock show to do even more with because Larry and I on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, Wake Up is going to be very much a football-forward show. And there's going to be times where football being the lead story at 11 a.m. when we get back together is also going to apply, but there'll be other times when it won't. And it gives me more freedom to kind of take 11 a.m. into the whatever we want to talk about category once we do the business at hand of what we need to talk about um, during wake up. So I think it's going to be a, 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 a great show. I think Larry and I are going to complement each other very, very well. And I think that that show will complement what we're trying to do here on the plus very, very well as well. And I hope you all agree. I really do. I, I think it's going to be great. Uh, let's see. Let's see. What else we got going on here? Hey, John Fisher owns the earthquakes and they suck too. <laughs> yes, they do. Otis says, I'm uh, again, I'm still blown away how Fisher backed away from the Howard terminal deal. He would have had everything there that he wanted except for a project in Oakland. I, I believe the Howard Terminal deal, the more that I think about it and look at it, it was a dead-on arrival. I guarantee you, you don't have the balls to pull this off, Oakland. And run right when Oakland got close to pulling it off, that's when John Fisher's like, oh, no, Vegas, I got to go right away. I think the whole thing was completely bad faith negotiation around Howard Terminal from the get-go. Again, there's no... No, no chance at all that that was going to happen. You're telling me team can't sign a free agent is going to now preside over the biggest construction project in the history of the state of California? I mean, come on. Come on. That just isn't going to happen. Wasn't going to happen. Ain't going to happen. What is, um, <laughs> what do we got here? Hold on real quick from Joe. Joe Schmidt says, Steph and Aisha are now a quarter of the way to the kids that Philip Rivers and his wife had. Yeah. They, what did they have? 12? Oh my God. Or, yeah, it's, it's four times three. No, what are they? They have more than two. Look at it this way. I know Philip Rivers has got a lot of damn kids. Um, Jillian and I probably would have had four or five kids had we the means of the Currys. Once you have more than one kid, like it, it's more than a just like. Oh, two kids is twice the work. That second kid is a multiplier of like 1.8. It's like a force multiplier. I don't know how you can have four kids without having like nannies, au pairs, all sorts of daycare and assistance and help. I mean, that's what you need in order to do that. If Jillian and I had that, if we had the ability to just be like, yeah, there's no amount of kids that we can't throw a, a little pile of money at to take care of that, we would have done it. I mean, kids are great. They're absolutely awesome. They really are. Um, 
There's no way we could, <laughs> we would have gotten divorced if we had four kids. Oh my God. Without the means and all that help possible. And I say all that and then look at all the families who are, you know, deeply below the poverty line who have more than four kids. And I don't, you know, that's, it's a tough place to be. I mean, all you really need to have a bunch of kids is love and patience. Jillian and I were, we're all out of patience. We got plenty of love. We just ran out of patience. And this year we kind of ran out of money. So we're working on that. The Rivers have 11 kids. Oof. True blue forever. They ain't catching Nick Cannon. Yeah, and neither will most of his own children in their lifetimes. Nick Cannon might be a good guy, but he is um he 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 can't be good at being a father. He can't be. When you got kids spread out with however many different women you got, that's just that's that, that ain't fatherhood. That's not being able to wrap your dick up. It's gross. Kim is right. Kids are money sucks. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. Joe Schmo says, I'm full-time parenting for one. How do people have 10, right? It's, I don't know. There's a level of uh, uh, just, I don't, I don't know. Patience, I don't know. Ugh. <laughs> what, two's enough, two's enough. So I tell you all that to bring you back to this. Because like I was talking to uh, the postman in Capitola, go be with your family this weekend because you don't know how much longer you get. Yesterday, I was at Papa Shasky's funeral. And all I'm going to tell you is that if the measure of your life can be garnered by how many people show up for your funeral... Papa Shasky was the Pope of San Francisco. It was at St. Cecilia's, which is one of the biggest churches in all of San Francisco. And it was Christmas, Easter Sunday level packed in that church. There were over a thousand people at Butcher Boy's father's funeral. Um, an awful lot of guys from the radio station, an awful lot of guys who don't even work at the radio station anymore came out to pay tribute to Joe it was a full mass. It was a few full funeral. It was uh, it was very nice, and it was well done. Right up until Joe Shasky got up at the very end to eulogize his father and sum up the day. And all I'm going to tell you is that as good as Joe is on the radio, he will never have a better segment than that. It was one of the most beautiful, funny, poignant loving tributes to any father that any son has ever given. As Joe was talking about his dad, I even had the thought in my mind, I wonder if one of my boys someday at my funeral will get up and talk about me the way that Joe is talking about his father. It was an act of love that is going to stay with me for a really, really long time. It was a beautiful eulogy. It was, it was funny. It was poignant. It was, it was all the things that it's supposed to be. It, it, it touched every base. It really did. 
And I will tell you this, you know, the offerings were being made, you know, uh, Lord, please pray for Papa Shasky as he enters your kingdom. Lord, hear our prayer. Uh, we say a prayer for all, you know, for previously deceased family members of our family and your family, for those who have lost loved ones this year. Lord, hear our prayer, all the different offerings. And then the last guy comes up there that the San Francisco Giants sign a cleanup hitter. Lord, hear our prayer. That the the 49ers get a sixth Lombardi trophy. Lord, hear our prayer. I mean, it was just perfect. It was perfect. Let me tell you, apples don't fall far from trees. And Joe Shasky is a product of his father, and his father was a hell of a guy. And that's why Joe's a hell of a guy. It was special. I'm so glad that I went. Thank you so much for having my back. Thank you for being a part of this and my life and allowing me to be part of your life as well. It means so very, very much to me, to my family, and we are approaching you know, one year of being over here. The year went by quick. I can't wait to see where we are three years from now. March 1st, 2027. How many subscribers then? How many people will we be talking to on a sports phone Friday then? How's Red Jet Shells going to hair? How's it going to look then? We'll all find out together. Thank you so much for taking the ride with me. It means an awful lot. And uh, all I can tell you is that sports don't build character. They reveal it.